All right, welcome back to Cutting Through the Noise podcast. We're going to be in the book of James again. Uh, Practical truths from the book of James. We're going to be looking at one verse today, James chapter 5, verse number 12. Uh, But we're going to spend some time really trying to define what we can learn from this particular verse. So go ahead and find your Bible, James chapter 5, verse number 12. And the title of the thought today is The Need for Sound Speech. The Need for Sound Speech. We'll be right back. Okay, James chapter number 5 and verse number 12 is where we're going to begin our study today. Again, uh, really only looking at one verse, dissecting one verse. We're going to reference many and see what we can learn from the book of James. Again, practical truths in the book of James. And uh, I think this particular verse will be uh, very applicable for what we're at in our world today. The title of the thought is The Need for Sound Speech. The Need for sound speech. Uh, We need some of that uh, today. Let's pray. Father, again, we love you. You'll help us in the study, and then Lord, help us apply the principles and truths that we see and learn today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Again, James chapter number five. Again, as we've gone through this uh, book of James in chapter number five, we, we get down to this passage of scripture, and James really comes back to this thought of patience and suffering and that was our last podcast, again, uh, trying to learn to be patient. And I know that's not an easy thing to do. And then right here uh, in verse number 12, it, it almost seems uh, that verse number 12 is, is kind of out of place in our text. And we ask ourselves the question, what does speaking in O's or making O's or uh, yay, yays or nay, nays have to do with trials and sufferings? Well, if you've ever suffered, uh, been in a trial, you you probably already know what the answer is. You know, many times in the middle of a trial, it's easy to say or to do things that we may not really mean. Uh, when we're going through difficulties, we may we may try to bargain with God, and and then there's that person uh, with a reputation for exaggeration or or maybe even uh, even often lying and. And it's just hard to, for them to get people to believe them. And they'll begin to use words like, you know, I, I promise or I swear. Uh, but let's read our verse and then we'll jump back to some other passages here in the book of James and, and uh, have a study uh, today. The Bible says, But above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea, and your nay be nay, lest you fall into condemnation. You know, the Bible really has a lot to say about our tongue, and and really the book of James has a lot to say about this too. We're going to go back just a little bit, and if you hear some noise in the background, it's just me turning the pages of my Bible. But I want to go back to James chapter number 3, and James gives us some real good information uh, about our tongue. Uh, James chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, you'll see that uh, we see the importance of the tongue. Uh, verses 1 and 2, James says, My brother, and I like the term too, 
Uh, James is not writing to the lost world. He's not writing to the lost individual, but he's writing to believers. He says, My brother, be not many members, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able to offer, I'm sorry, and able also to bridle the whole body. So we see the importance of the tongue. I'm glad I have that. I'm glad that we can talk and, and we have speech, and it sure, certainly helps us to communicate. But we see the importance of the tongue, and, and as we go on down through this chapter, we're going to see the illustration of the tongue. Uh, follow along here. Uh, listen along. He says, Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths that uh, they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold, also ships, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. So we see uh, the importance of the tongue. We see the illustration of it. I mean, you know, our tongues can direct us like a bit in the horse's mouth. We go right, left, we go, we stop, we do all these things. And, and uh, our tongues will certainly give us direction, give others direction. And then also our tongues uh, direct, just like a ship is guided by a small rudder. Again, they, they compare the size of the ship and the size of the rudder. The ship's huge, the rudder's small. But yet you can give direction uh, with that small rudder. And that's the way the tongue is. I mean, the tongue is important. Uh, we hear things daily in, in, uh, over the news media, over social media, uh, just uh, in conversations. And, and so the importance of it, then we see the illustration of it. And James also, again, that's the good thing about the book of James. James is pretty uh, just straight to the point. And many times that's how you and I need to be. We don't need to beat around the bush. We just need to get straight to the point. And, and that's kind of the title of the thought that we had this morning. Uh, the need for sound speech. Now, uh, and we can do that, but I think we can do that without being mean. So, so in the next thing, look at verses 5 and 6, and we read about the iniquity of the tongue. James chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. He says, Even so the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, uh, a world of iniquity, so is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. The Bible goes on to say, in every kind of beast of the birds, uh, and of the serpents, and of the sea, is tamed, and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. So we see the iniquity of the tongue. Uh, verses 8, 9, and 10, we get to see here the inconsistency of the tongue. Notice with me, if you would, 8, 9, and 10. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. Notice what he says, My brethren, these things ought not so to be. It shouldn't be like that. So we see the importance, the illustration, the iniquity, the inconsistency. And then when we get to James chapter 5, verse number 12, we get to see the instruction. The instruction of the tongue. Notice with me, we're back in James chapter 5. Notice what we learn from this passage of Scripture. Not a passage. Notice what we learn from one verse. 
in the Word of God. The Bible says, But above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea, and nay be nay, lest you fall into condemnation. You know, a man's word is really a reflection of his heart. Uh, two passages in the New Testament. One of those is Luke chapter 6, verse 45. The Bible says, A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasures of his heart, speaketh. There's another verse found in Matthew chapter 24, verse 34. I'm just going to read the last part of that verse. We would say it would be Matthew 12, 34b. And here's the principle, the truth that we find in God's Word. It says, For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You say, what does that mean? That means what's on the inside comes out. What's on the inside comes out. You know, if my heart is not pure, my words will not be pure. If my heart is not clean, my words will not be clean. You know, when we think about an individual that has problems with a speech, it's either going to be true or false. It's either going to be trustworthy or undependable. And sometimes I think there may be a little bit in between. You say, well, what are you talking about, that in-between part? You know, sometimes people, when we have a conversation, I'm guilty we want to just build something up. You know, we really don't have to build it up. We just need to be truthful. We need to be careful. We need to be sound in our speech. Well, our speech should be that, that people will trust what they hear. You know, we don't need to try to impress people. We need to be willing to instruct them. We need to be willing to tell the truth. We need to have real conversation with some real depth and some real substance. Now, I want you to allow me to jump out of context just, just for a moment. Now, I want you to think back. You won't have to think far, but how many have heard some inconsistencies over the last year? Some stories that, that have changed and, and some news that has changed. Uh, I thought about this. You know, our local, state, national, and world leaders are really puzzled why we mistrust them. <laughs> I thought, really? You know, they say trust science. Then in a week or two, our science changes, or so-called science. You know, I would rather have someone tell me that they simply don't know than I would for them to tell me a lie. Uh, I wrote this down, and I, I believe it's true. They have created a huge problem. Now, let me repeat that. They have created a huge problem. You say, what's the problem? A person or people which have a reputation for exaggeration or lying cannot get anyone to trust them. Uh, we're on a Zoom meeting probably once a month or, or ever so often, and, and they're saying, you know, why do people have a problem with our message? Well, the problem we have is that the message change. And so people or people with a reputation for exaggeration or lying cannot get anyone to trust them, nor should they be trusted. I found a verse in Proverbs, and I know there's many more. The Bible says, Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. You say, what is that talking about? Confidence in an unfaithful man. Hey, if he's unfaithful in his walk, if he's unfaithful in his actions, if he's unfaithful in his speech, especially in time of trouble, 
uh, is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. You know, when we begin to put confidence in those things, it's going to handicap us and eventually it's going to cause pain. You know, the Bible says that it's better to put confidence. Let me let me uh, click over here real quick. Uh, Psalms chapter 118, verse number 8, verse 8 and 9, Psalms 118, verses 8 and 9. The Bible says it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Verse 19 says it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. You know, you and I need to be careful what we put our confidence in. My confidence is only in the Lord Jesus Christ. My confidence is in the Word of God. And so we need to be careful what we put our confidence in. You say, well, what are we supposed to trust in today? We're supposed to trust in God. You know, when we look at our leaders and our officials, they're just men at best. That's why it's so important for you and I to pray for them. We need to pray that God will work through them and, and work in them so that they can give some spiritual leadership and some spiritual direction. You know, what we ought to be doing, we ought to be spending some time in prayer. I, I've learned this prayer and accountability is the only thing that will bring change. If you've ever had to confront somebody, it's never easy, it's never fun. But usually before I did, I always like to spend some time in prayer. Spend some time in prayer before I confront. Why? Because I want my spirit to be right. So that real change can come in their hearts and life. Now I want to jump back into the I want to jump back into context. I got out there for a moment, but I want to jump in and I'll show you what I'm talking about here in verse number 12 of chapter 5. Notice what James says again. He says, But above all things, comma, my brethren. Again, James is not writing to the lost world. James is not writing to uh, the unbeliever. James is writing unto brethren. And the lesson is simple, it's this, we should not be like the lost world. We should not act like them, we should not talk like them. I mean, we're supposed to be different. You know, it's just one of those things, we need to be very careful about sound speech. I heard this and I believe it to be true. It is what it is. Anything else is either going to be a lie or an exaggeration. I have a grandfather in the Lord. He's in heaven now. His name was Eddie Flowers, and he pastored in Conway, Arkansas, and he had a radio program, and it was not on a Christian broadcast station. It was just on a secular station, and, and some people probably were not pleased with his decision to do that, but he said, my goal is not to reach save people. My goal is to reach lost people. And he had a program on one time, and he said after the program, he received a call from a lady, and she was very upset with him about his program and about the message that, that he had brought. And, and his response to her was very simple. He said, ma'am, there's only one way to tell the truth. Any other way is a lie. So we need to be careful about our sound speech. Careful about our sound speech. You know, in the middle of suffering, in the middle of a trial, Let's just learn to be honest. Hey, there's no need to cut a deal with God. There's no need to exaggerate to impress others. There's no need to go into great details to trying to get other people to believe what we're saying. You and I as believers should not use that, and you and I as believers do not need that. Our speech should always be truthful and trusted. You say, Brother George, I don't particularly like this podcast. I know. I probably won't either. But it is biblical. 
And it will be helpful as we continue to move forward in our faith walk for the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I, I believe in the time and the day and hour in which we live, the season in which we're in, you and I need a pure heart for the days ahead. Let's focus on having sound speech so that others will begin to trust and listen to what we say. If we're not honest in what we say, if we're not truthful in what we say, men will have a hard time believing. And again, they're going to be listening to our words. They're going to be looking at our lives and observing our actions to determine whether or not that they can trust us. So let's be careful in the days that lie ahead. Let's practice the Word of God. Let's do what we ought to be doing so that we can be the light uh, in the darkness. Again, thanks for listening today. I hope this was a challenge and a blessing to you. We're going to continue uh, next week with uh, verses 13 through the rest of the chapter. It's going to be a great uh, passage on prayer, and we'll see what we can learn uh, from prayer from the book of James. Let's pray. Father, again, I love you. Uh, help us to apply what we've learned today and to focus on some sound speech because that's what we need in the hour which we live. Again, I love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.